Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. NFC South time, and we are up to the Carolina Panthers. And David Tepper made some changes during the season last year, firing Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes was unable to retain that job, even though he did an outstanding job with the team uh, finishing out the season, nearly making the playoffs. But in comes Frank Reich. Uh, who's got some credos as a football coach, uh, both as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach, where he was at Indianapolis next. and got to handpick his quarterback. And I think, uh, you know, with a young defense and, you know, hopefully some veterans kind of helping out in this offense, uh, I think uh, Carolina has every opportunity to take hold of this division list. Yeah, I'm all in on Carolina. I've been saying this for months and months and months. Um, I love the coaching staff that they put together. And when you look at this roster, especially on offense, what I love most is they have a bunch of players who have a chip on their shoulder, who've been let go by other teams, who teams necessarily didn't believe in, uh, running back, at tight end, at wide receiver. And um, let's start off with the snake, uh, with, the, with the head of the snake here, which is... Um, the, the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, and um, his IQ is for for a player that age is is tremendous. He, he has a, a, a terrific understanding of what defenses want to do. His movement within the pocket it kind of reminds me of a young Russell Wilson who would move not to necessarily take off and scramble, but to continue and extend the play. And that's Bryce Young, and I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to do that, you know, initially. But I believe he's going to have a terrific cre- uh, career. I like Bryce Young, and as far as fantasy football goes, he is a quarterback that I will have as my quarterback too. I don't mind having him as my second quarterback in superflex leagues or my backup quarterback in standard leagues. I like Bryce Young. There are good plays around him. I love what they did at head coach, quarterback coach, all different areas. Um, of the coaching staff that they brought in, which is very, very important in helping a young player. I like the Panthers, and I like Bryce Young as well. What say you? Yeah, the coaching staff, we talked about this uh, in a couple of podcasts, right? Deuce, Deuce Staley, uh, uh, Sean Jefferson, Josh McCown, uh, you know, some big, big, big changes here, and uh, I think it's positive uh, for sure. Uh, and how we'll work here. Frank Reich is, is, is this is the guy he picked. I think the great thing about Bryce Young is, is he started 27 college games and six of those opponents were ranked inside the top 10. And against those opponents in the top 10, he averaged 346 passing yards, 15 touchdowns and just four picks. Uh, and his team averaged 35 points a game. So, you know, he came to play in the big games in college. And I think... Uh, Frank Reich saw what he was getting in this player. I, I, I like the Russell Wilson comparisons, both from a height and ability standpoint. Uh, it's not that they have electrifying weapons, but they have some steady steady presences on this offense that I think can make life very easy for Young, at least to start his career. Uh, but I think uh, there's a lot of upside, particularly in dynasty leagues, for a player like Bryce Young. I think he'll be no more than a second quarterback this year, but I think it'll make a lot of people very happy in those dynasty leagues. And I agree with that. And um. You know, looking at the running back room, I, I like this running back room. I like the combination of Miles Sanders and Shuba Hubbard and even Raheem Blackshear as well. Uh, I, have, I have Miles Sanders' running back, too. I think he's somewhere around that 20, running back 20 range. Um, 
But I, I like the ability of some ground and pound. And Chuba Hubbard was really showing some life in the second half of the season, and Blackshear as well. Um, I, I like these running backs, let's say. Uh, I like them as a group. Uh, but Miles Sanders figures to get the starts and get the lion's shares of the carry. Running back two for Miles Sanders, how do you view him? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think this is an offense, if you look at this Panther offense the last two years, they've had 30 to- total touchdowns. So it's not we're not looking at like a really dynamic offense. I t- I'll tell you what, Blackshear to me is a guy that caught my attention in preseason last year. I thought the Bills should have gave him a longer look, especially with the question marks that they had with that position. He, he looked terrific in preseason games for them. They let him go. Carolina picked him up. And when he got in there, especially... I think he's got ability both to run the ball and to catch the ball. So that's a player I do have my eyes on. That not that I'm discounting either Hubbard or or, or Sanders, but I I think he's just an intriguing guy. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. But Sanders had a monster season for the Eagles. You know, you mentioned the 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 running game of the Panthers last year. I know they're com- he's coming from an Eagles offensive line which was beastly, but Carolina ran the ball for 160 yards a game in the second half. Steve Wilkes turned around this team in the second half last year. They, they won five out of eight when he was the coach. Uh, I thought he should have gotten the job, but, you know, they decided not to, not to go in that direction. But he knew what he had. He had a hard-nosed defense, and he had some good running games. He didn't have necessarily have a terrific passing game, but that was the way he was going to stay in games and be competitive. That's what he did. I like this running back group, Wiz. I agree with that. And when you look at the wide receivers, there isn't necessarily, you know, John Domingo – could be one of these guys who can have some electrifying games. But you look at these guys, and I think a player like Adam Thielen is going to fit well with a rookie quarterback who is a clever, tricky route runner who catches just about everything thrown his way. And DJ Shark as well could throw. He can make some plays. I like LaVisca Chenault, who's kind of one of these guys that you could use in different ways. And there's a good combination of receivers here. Um, I just like the veteran guys of Shark and Thielen with a rookie quarterback and Hayden Hurst we'll get to in a minute as well. I think this is um, kind of like an underrated unit. And maybe from a fantasy perspective, there isn't anyone, let's say, who you would have inside your top 35 at wide receiver. But collectively, of this group, I like them. I think they're going to be good and help a rookie quarterback like that. In terms of fantasy football, uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear which one of these guys leads the pack in your view in terms of wide receiver. Now, I think I think also the other the other part of this is the the veteranship in guys like Shark and Thielen and what that's going to mean mean for younger guys like Mingo. Uh, we didn't mention Shy Smith. Uh, Chenault's been around a while. We, we understand that, and I and I agree with you. Kind of his role, Terrace Marshall, who's gotten talked up a little bit at times in this camp, something that we thought he'd have some promise coming out of LSU, but that's not really come to fruition as of yet. So, but I do as, as a group, it's, it's an impressive group. I think they, there's different skill sets here. Uh, I, I would say Thielen, I could see developing possibly as that safety net uh, along with Hurst actually, where uh, Hurst could be a top 10 tight end even uh, if given enough volume. And you could see uh, Adam Thielen as a steady wide receiver three if he's getting enough targets on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, and I think that I think that's right. Um, 
And we'll see what happens with Mingo. There's there's a lot of talking up, and it's always good when you see a rookie receiver and a rookie quarterback. That growth can uh, could come together over these next few years, and uh, and I, I I really I really like this overall offense uh, with the veterans that they have in there, like you said, to maybe help bring these young guys along. And I well, the interesting thing is 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 where Mingo's yeah. from, right? Mingo Mingo's from Ole Miss, right? <laughs> so. He's 6'2", he's 220 pounds, and he's got a couple of guys in the NFL that have similar bodies to him that played at Old Miss. So I think that's part of the intrigue here. Oh, there's no, there's no question about that. And yeah, if he could ever, you know, live up to the AJ Browns or DK Metcalfs, um, that would be fantastic. I liked, uh, uh, I, I liked Hayden, I liked Hayden Hurst's line. Uh, he said that uh, John Domingo has that dog in him. Uh, so. Um, I, I I agree. Like I, I again in a dynasty league, I think that's a player that should be on your radar. And I think you make a very good point about a quarterback coming in with a receiver because you know guys like Shark and uh, in particular Thielen, and they're not going to be playing forever. Um, they're they're here to. to I, I think to your point though, they have chips on their shoulders, right? Uh, you know, Thielen was kind of discarded in Minnesota, and and he not, wasn't that he wasn't productive last year, but. You know, Mingo, Mingo's going to gain from both the situations of being with those veterans and working together with a young quarterback that he could make a future with. And, and there's such a terrific bunch of coaches in that, in that building. Um, that's just a perfect opportunity for any rookie player to, to get into. And uh, I'll tell you, I think one of the most under... Things that were really underappreciated or kind of got under the radar was how much, how important Hayden Hurst was to the Bengals um, down the stretch in the playoffs. And he made some big plays. And uh, I really think he could be an important target for Bryce Young. I have Hayden Hurst as a tight end, too. And I'm okay, you know, in a, in a league where you have to draft two tight ends or in a league where you just want to draft two tight ends. Um, I think he's rock solid, and I have no problem with Hayden Hurst being looked at in that group between, let's say, tight end 15 and tight end 20. And um, I'm not sure what the volume is going to be passing-wise, but I think he's rock solid, and he's going to be a real uh, – Complement to the things that Carolina wants to do on offense. Yeah, the the one thing, uh, the the one kind of cautionary note I'd make about uh, Hayden Hurst is just the history of Frank Reich and tight ends in uh, Indianapolis was maddening. Now I don't know that he does the same thing with Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas that are also on this roster. Uh, but if we think back to how how Reich handled those tight ends in Indianapolis, it was impossible to figure out what he was going to do game in and game out. Um. Yeah, well, let's hope that you know that's not the case here because I think he. No, I, I don't think it should be. I I think yeah. there's a huge disparity between Hurst and those two other guys. Absolutely. Um, and talking about streaming defenses, um, I think Carolina is like if you don't agree that they're a top ten or twelve defense and you want to leave a draft, they are a perfect defense. I believe the average is second defense or a streaming option. Uh, you know, in, in certain uh, options and. And if you pick your spots with them, they have three or four elite defensive players yeah, um, that could roll up big numbers. And over the years, you've seen them, like, punish some teams. I mean, they were putting up a donut against Tom Brady last year. Um, and they're in a division where uh, that team gets a lead, 
And with some of those players that they have on defense, they know how to take the ball away and make big plays. So I'm kind of loving Carolina as a real strong streaming option. What's a year? Yeah, you, you should. I mean, you know, this is this is the team that uh, a few years back uh, spent seven picks and every one of them was a defender. And a bunch of those guys are on this defense still. Uh, Jeremy Chin is an exciting player. Brian Burns. Uh, you know, this is this is an exciting group, um, and I think uh, if you look at how they played football in the second half of the year last year, there were only five other defenses in the NFL that gave up less points than the Carolina Panthers did in the second half of the year. So hopefully Frank Reich went back, watched all that film, uh, and knows the type of defense. I'm, I'm sure he did, uh, and knows the type of defense that he have. They've brought Eviro over from uh, Denver, who, again, had to deal with a completely horrendous offense last year and still was able to put up some pretty solid numbers with that defense in Denver. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think uh, Carolina is going to play complimentary football within their two uh, squads, their offense and the defense. And uh, I just, you know, uh, nothing is, I've not wavered in my view on Carolina. I think they're going to exceed expectations and surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, and uh, and the kicker was uh, inc- not inc- not incredibly long, but incredibly accurate. He missed two kicks last year. That's it. I mean, Pinheiro we're talking about, and yep. uh, you can't you can't say anything negative when a guy misses two kicks all year all season long. No, I mean you know that's true. I mean if you're in a league where you get really rewarded for long field goals, he's probably not your guy. But in terms of uh, volume. Carolina, similar to Atlanta, is going to be in a bunch of these games uh, that I believe are going to be one-score games. So um, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to uh, stream Pinero, have him as your second kicker, or uh, look for specific spots to have him. Yeah, and uh, just uh, Wiz and I haven't done a a podcast yet on like kind of a prognostications uh, for the season, but I think both of us have already made the bet uh, of Carolina wins on the over. Oh, there's no, yes, there's, 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 there's no question about that. Yep. All right, good stuff. That's it for the Panthers. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Next up, uh, New Orleans Saints with a new quarterback in town. They're ready. <laughs> <laughs>